Welcome to the Adventure Church Podcast. We're excited you're here, and we hope today's message encourages you, builds your faith, and brings you hope for the future. May God bless you as you listen in to today's message. Isn't God good? I don't know about you, but this is a great weekend. I'm having an opportunity to be with some of my family members today. My daughter was able to come and be with us, and she was able to break away and bring up my three grandbabies that I haven't seen for a long time. My other son, Rick, is going to be coming up, and, man, I'm excited about seeing. And so now I'm being able to be a grandpa again, and I'm excited about that. I don't know about you, but, man, just driving and siren, it reminds me now of Minneapolis. I mean, to tell you, the cars up and down the street, there's life back again. All the restaurants are full and packed, and man, it just seems like we have life back here again in Siren of a town of 806 people, but it seems like a million to me because there's life again. Isn't that exciting to see that we have life here once again in Siren? And so I want to say I can't wait to see your smiling face. So thank you for being patient with Cheryl and I, with the church, and so on and so forth, and now we get to come out of our shells. Amen. I almost feel like a mama bear coming out of the cave. I'm hungry. I'm excited. I'm ready to preach the word, to be with you and and to worship with you and to celebrate life with Christ. Amen. Today is a great day. Today I titled this message, Gone But Not Forgotten. Gone but not forgotten. And I want to say this to you. I, I uh, reflected all this weekend. I've been reflecting, man, because I get to t- celebrate with my daughter on, on Thursday and Friday and Saturday and now today, Sunday. And I get to reflect and be with my daughter and my son Rick and his family. But as we were celebrating throughout this week, I would be reflecting on all the men and women that have gone before us and laid down their lives. They laid down their lives for you and I. And I want to say to past and present family members, maybe in the past and even present, maybe you have lost a loved one. Maybe you have lost a loved one that is dear and near to you, maybe a son or a daughter or aunt or an uncle or grandpa or whatever. Whatever the case may be, I want to say to you, I'm sorry for your loss. But then on the other side, I want to say thank you. Thank you for the sacrifice you made by sending your son or your daughter, your dad or your mom, your grandpa or your uncle, your aunt, for our sake. Because of their sacrifice today, we can stand here in this beautiful country, America, with freedom, knowing that your son or your daughter or your fam- your, one of your family members went before us to give us life. So thank you for that today. And I pray that you will be blessed this Memorial Weekend. Isn't it great? The weather's been great throughout the week, and I'm so thankful for what God is doing. But I want to share with you today a message that God laid on my heart as I wrote this. I was going to write something completely different from what God gave me. And uh, that's why I'm calling it the secrets in the closet because I never know when God is going to turn the page on something else that he wants me to preach on for what I think maybe I have in my head. But in John chapter 15, Jesus is speaking there and he's speaking and he's instructing. Whenever Jesus spoke, we need to listen with open ears. That's why he says he gives us ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. And in these verses of Scripture is Jesus actually instructing 
teaching and correcting and guiding us in our lives. That's what Jesus is all about. He's always instructing, always guiding, always directing us in our lives. Just as we as parents, we have the responsibility to direct and guide our children. Jesus is our Abba Father, and we are his children, and he's now guiding us and directing us in the things of his word. But he says this, and I love what he says in John chapter 15, verse 11. He says, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that my joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. You. You know, I, I love what Jesus is saying there. Paul penned in the words, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead now lives in you. And I love what he says, that my joy that I have, I give to you. That Jesus gives us the same joy that he had, he now transfer it to us. He made a deposit in our lives, and now we get to make withdrawals from what he deposited in our lives. We make withdrawals, and what we make withdrawals with is the joy of Jesus in our lives. But you ever think about, I have told you this so that my joy, my joy may be in you. Have you ever thought about Jesus' joy? I love this, and I, I entitled this Jesus' Joy. Jesus' Joy. In Mark chapter 10, verse 45, it says there that Jesus didn't come into the world to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom and give his life as a ransom for many. Isn't that exactly why we're celebrating Memorial Weekend? They People, the men and women that went before us, they gave their life as a ransom so that you and I can have freedom today. Isn't that exactly what Jesus did? He died on the cross for you and I that we can have life and life more abundantly, freedom spiritually as well as physically and emotionally and mentally, but most of all, spiritually, that Jesus died for us. But what is the Jesus joy? He came to serve and not to be served. And I want you to look at this list, what Jesus did. Number one, the Jesus joy is first and foremost doing the will of the Father, that Jesus came here on planet earth to live, but yet to die and to give his life as a sacrifice for you and I. Can you imagine finding joy in doing the will of the Father? That's Jesus, I'm going to give life to you, but you're going to live, but yet die. But he found joy in doing the will of the Father. Another one is this, showing love and compassion to others. Jesus got joy out of showing love and compassion to others. I don't know about you, but every time you read about Jesus and he came up upon a crowd, the first thing that it says about Jesus when he saw the magnitude or the multitude and the crowd, it said Jesus was moved with compassion. So in other words, that compassion was the love that he had towards you. He felt your pain. He felt your suffering. He felt your sickness. And so that is compassion. Another one about Jesus' joy, forgiving others of their wrongs, faults, and sins. He got joy of forgiving you of your wrongs, faults, and sins in your life. That brought joy to him knowing that you were set free from yesterday's past, yesterday's wrongs, yesterday's sins, yesterday's experience. That brought joy to him because he let you out, that bird that was in the cage, he let you out from those faults, those failures, and their sins in your life, and he got joy to see you fly again.
I love that. But another joy that Jesus got is this, sacrificing, sacrificing so others can be blessed. You know, Jesus gave it all. He sacrificed everything so that you and I can be blessed. Don't you feel that some way sometimes being a parent? That, man, you have to sacrifice maybe buying a new uh, clothes or maybe buying something that you want for the sake of buying it for your kids. So you sacrifice buying something for yourself for the needs of your kids. That's what Jesus did. He sacrificed so that you and I could be blessed. But I love this. I love this greatest one about Jesus' joy is this, laying down his life, laying down his life for the sake of others. He found joy of laying down his life for the sake of others. Because he loved you so much. And he still loves you today. But I love this. Jesus did not get fulfillment, did not get fulfillment for things, for things, but from things he did for you and me. Can you imagine that? We live in a culture that material gains and possessions and so on, we, man, get fulfillment, man. We get a sense of satisfaction, a sense of gratification, a sense of honor, a sense of place of position in our life. But Jesus, he didn't get satisfaction or fulfillment from that, from what the things he could have had, but he got satisfaction or fulfillment by the things he did for you. Isn't that awesome? I love this. Jesus not only talked about giving. Jesus not only talked about giving. He had a lifestyle of giving. There's a difference about talking about giving, but also living out what you say. You see, I love this. Listen, a giving lifestyle, a giving lifestyle is looking out for the needs of others. That's what a giving lifestyle is, looking out for the needs of others and not just yourself, that I'm not looking out just for me, but I'm looking out for others, finding a need and filling it. Isn't that exactly what Jesus did? He would always find the need, and then he would fill it. That's what our role is as individuals, finding a need and filling it. But in verse 12, it calls us to love one another, to love one another. The Bible says the two greatest commands is to love the Lord your God with all your heart. The second is to love your neighbor as yourself. So to love one another. You know, I love this. Love moves you to action. Love moves you to action. I love this. It puts your money where your mouth is. You see, we can always talk a good fight. We can always talk a good game, but you have to act it out. You see, love moves you to action. It puts your money where your mouth is. Also, when you love someone, when you love someone or something, it's not hard to do or to respond. It's not hard to respond because you're doing it out of love. You're doing it out of, man, emotions and feelings that you have towards that one because this, because your passion, your passion, your love, your is your engine. I love that. When, when you love someone or something, it's not hard to respond. Because of your passion, it's your engine. In other words, that makes you move. My passion, my love for these people. I love this. Love will make you do things and say things that you never thought you would do or say. How do you know that's true? It'll make you do things, say things that you never thought you would do or say. When I was writing that down, I remember the day 
when I asked Cheryl to marry me. Man, I built up for that moment. I was scared to death. I mean, I brought the ring. She picked out some rings. I went and I saved all kinds of money to finally get the ring and finally had the ring for a couple of weeks. And I was scared to death uh, asking her to marry me. I, didn't, I wanted to make sure I had the right words. I wanted to make sure I did the right things and all these kinds of stuff. So all these different emotions went through my mind. But I loved her, but it was also, it was hard. Man, it was, <laughs> man, make me say things I didn't even want to do or say. But finally... I finally got the courage up two weeks later after having a ring to ask her to marry me. And, man, I, I, I thought that was the hardest thing, but that's what love made me do. It made me respond. It made me act. It made me say. It made me do. And that's what love does. It makes you respond. It makes you act. It makes you do. You see, looking at men and women on this Memorial Weekend, when you look at the men and women on this Memorial Weekend, they were moved to love to do what they did for us. They were moved to love to do what they did for us. And I have John chapter 15, verse 13, is a powerful verse of Scripture. You notice what Jesus said, the joy and then to love one another. But here's how he sums up to love one another. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friend. Wow. So, Jesus, you're telling me that my joy will be complete by the joy that you give to me. You're telling me that love my neighbor as myself, to love one another as you loved us. But one of the ways that I show my love is by laying down my life for maybe a stranger or even a, 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 an acquaintance or a friend. God, are you serious? Well, that's what men and women did. They went before us on this Memorial Weekend they went before us and fought the battle for us because they loved you, they loved their family, and they loved this country. But I like this. I call this the memorial salute. This is the memorial salute that these individuals did for you and I. The memorial salute that we salute them. And why do we salute them? Because of these certain things. We salute them because they gave up their family. Men and women had to walk away from their families to go on the battlefield to give up their lives for you and me. We salute them. Another one, they gave up their time. They gave up their time to be with family, friends, the job, and so on. Today, we salute them. They gave up their lives for the greater of this country. They gave up their lives for this great country. They gave up their lives. They proved their love to us by laying down their lives. Today, this memorial salute is to say thank you for all what you have done for us in this country. God bless you. God bless you. Why do these great heroes do this? Why do these men and women do this? Because they loved you, they loved their families, and they loved this great country. God bless America, all because of you. God bless America. I love this. So our pledge to these heroes, we have to do our part. I always say, with every action, there's a reaction. With everything, there's a cost. You see, these men and women on Memorial Weekend, we reflect on the people that laid down their lives. We reflect on them. But now we have to do our part. 
And so here is our pledge to those who laid down their life. Number one, we will never, you will never be forgotten. The first thing, our pledge to you, men and women that have gone before us, laid down their lives, you will never be forgotten. I'm sure some of you right now, maybe be in your living room right now, you're reminiscing, you're going over in the resources of your mind, you're thinking about your family, your friends, people that you know that laid down their lives for you. That's remembering them. That's never forgetting them. You see, I always look at this. You have done this for us. And sometimes what happens, we will never forget you like putting down a book on the shelf. We, we, we forget about that book, but here's the deal. You are a book that we keep reading every day. And how we keep reading it is because of the freedom that we have in this country right now. So we read the book every day. We just don't put you out on the shelf. We read you every day by the freedoms and the things that we have now in our country. We're not going to put you on the shelf. A memorial is a reminder. It's a reminder to us. It's a reminder to us. For the sacrifice that you gave to us, you will never be replaced. You will never be replaced, and you will never be forgotten. Let me remind you of that. You will never be replaced, or you will never be forgotten. Number two, what I, our pledge to you, you will always be loved. Today, your family and friends want to say they love you, and so do we. We love you. Love never forgets the faces, places, and spaces of your life. We love you. We love you today. You see, we Americans are proud of our country and proud of you. So we say from our hearts, we love you and we love America because of you. Let me remind you of that. Number three, our pledge to you or to our heroes is just to say thank you. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you. You see, this is what thank you means. Thank you means we acknowledge what you have done for us. Today and every day, we acknowledge those things that you have done for us, the freedoms we have because you were willing to lay down your life for us. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I love this. We may never take, may we never, may we never take for granted the sacrifices you made for us. May we never take it for granted the sacrifices you made for us. Thank you. Sometimes we just take for granted the simple things of life. But today, we don't take for granted what you have done for us. Another one is this, the fourth point, and I leave this and I close with this last point. Our pledge to our heroes is this. We will make you proud. Just as you have made us proud, we will make you proud. We will do our part to keep America great. We will do our part to keep America great. Those men and women who are in the service even right now that are fighting for our battles or in our freedom right now, they're doing their part to keep America great. We as Americans will stand with our heads held high, joined together hand in hand, loving one another, assuring one another that we are doing our part to keep America 
Great. We will be willing to sacrifice for the sake of others. That we will not be a country that is selfish, always fixed on us, but we will be a country that is looking out for the needs of others. That we are extending a hand of love, fellowship, and friendship to those who are less fortunate than we are. That we will not be a hand that just gives out, but we are a hand that lifts up and encourages one another. That iron sharpens iron, so will one man sharpen another. Let's be a church Let's be a country. Let's be a community that stands together in one accord, lifting and encouraging other up, just as you men and women did, and most of all, what Jesus did, and leaving the example to follow. Another one is this. We will stand up for what is right. We will stand up for what is right, just as you did. What is right? We will stand up for what is right in our country. You stood up for what is right for us. And we will stand up for what is right with you. So I want to join forces with you this morning that we will stand up today and that we will love one another, that we will let go of maybe bitterness past or discouragement or defeats or uh, pain that we have maybe towards one another. But we will make a choice. You see, those men and women that went before us, they could have given up. They could have said, no, I'm not going to do this. No, I'm not going to lay down my life. But they were willing to do so because they loved us so much. And so today, I want to encourage you to, man, just stand together. As I call back my wife this morning, I want to encourage you, let's be a church that loves one another. Let's be a church that makes America great again. And let's be that example. Happy Memorial Day, and thank you for these men and women that laid down their lives for us. Amen. I tell you, it's, it's like you said, they're gone, but they're not forgotten. They may be gone, but we keep them in our hearts. We keep them in our minds. You know, I know that I can think of, I came from a very military family. All of my uncles and my dad, my brother, they all have served in the military. And I know the great uncles that didn't come back. And so I tell you, I just... Like we said, gone but not forgotten. So this weekend, let's just not reflect a memorial weekend. Let's keep them on the forefront every day of our lives. Make a monument in your mind that I'm going to remember my dad, my mom, my brother, my sister, my aunt, my uncle, my grandpa right. Right. that have gone before us and laid down their lives for us. I once again just want to remind you again that keep posted, we'll keep you posted about moving forward on May 31st. Once again, if you still feel uncomfortable to come, we'll have a live stream. You'll be able to watch us and we'll be able to see us on a live stream just like you are now. We'll be taping it and putting it for out there for you. But we want to encourage you. We'll have everything safe. You can feel secure. If you don't want to hug people, that's totally up to you. Once again, we're just going to have a great time. We're calling it God's faithfulness. Amen. That's our first Sunday, May 31st, God's faithfulness. Thank you for being with us today. We love you. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Adventure Church. If this ministry has blessed you in any way, please consider supporting us. You can make an easy and safe donation on our website, www.adventurechurchsiren.com give. Thank you for your generous donation. 